Um, so basically, if you wouldn't mind just sitting oh, forward a and closer, yeah, yeah, get a get a good. Uh, I, uh, speaking of which, though, side note, I uh, had lunch with Randy Jackson from American Idol the oh, other shit. day. Yeah. Do you, know, you don't know about this motherfucker. Like, you're, he's just the the dude that says dog all the time. No. He's played on everybody's yes. records. Oh, yeah. Yes. Everybody, he's and he's produced everybody's mm-hmm. records. And he's like, he's the fucking man. He well, is see, the man. We, as musicians, we know about Randy right, Jackson, yeah. but the world is like, he's American Idol. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> was, was it Journey? Which, which band was he it? was in a ton of bands, but yeah, he was in Journey at yeah, one Journey, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is no, amazing. He's, yeah, he's like great. the whitest band ever. Well, you go, and there's that? his brother on the bass. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> right? just holding down the groove for a bunch of yeah. white boys. It's fucking great. <laughs> well, yeah. well, Hal's here. Hal is here. Uh, Hal, let, let everybody know. How do you say your last name? Yeah, it's please. pronounced Ozan, as though it was Irish. Oh, okay. Right? Ozan. That's yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. Ozan. Easy. Great. It really is easy. Hal Ozan. So again. Michael's work with Hal. Yes. Here right here at Juniper. Yep. So uh how how that, good to how see that you, relationship good start? To see you, yeah, dude. thanks for coming in. Yeah, you're welcome for having me on a Saturday afternoon in a black box in the middle of the valley. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and a fire yeah. fire. Glad outside. we could work that out for you. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, there's a massive fire outside here in Burbank, California. It, I just got started. off the freeway and it looked like fucking Beirut. Right. It looked like bombs had dropped. <laughs> and you've been to Beirut. I'm from Beirut. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that accent doesn't sound. Wait, wait. The sound of that jaw dropping on the fucking desk <laughs> no, was like, pretty no, epic. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're. But you've been there. No. No, you haven't. No, not everywhere in the Middle East is the same. We well, shot the film in Jordan. It's a completely different country. Oh, I see. Good. That's not saying Canada and Mexico are the same fucking place. Well, they look very different. It's a little hotter there. <laughs> Take off, eh? I am. I am actually from the Middle East, though. I was born in the island of Cyprus. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Beautiful Mediterranean island of Cyprus, Eastern Mediterranean. It's where the ancient Greeks said that Aphrodite was born, the goddess of beauty. Okay. And if you look it up in the dictionary, the word Cypriot, in other words, someone from Cyprus, is a synonym for a whore. What? Yes. Yes, it is. Well, yes, do, you we feel like, do you feel like a whore? I'm a though? massive slut. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. it. That's all that matters. Dude, this, the, is, this is it. The good, the good talk is getting it up front. This is great. I'm so I, happy. I'll tell you a funny story, right? So I didn't realize just how fucking shallow I was until I was in I was in Cape Town a couple of years ago. Am I booming out your mic? Am I just no, don't blowing even, it up? Uh, don't even worry about that. Uh, I was in Cape Town, South Africa a few years ago shooting a pilot for uh, uh, Ron Howard. Never went anywhere. It was one of these pilots that gets made, you know, the first uh. episode of a TV show that never becomes anything. But anyway... There's a horrible homeless problem in in Mm. Cape Town. I mean, it's really bad. So you can't walk down the street without... Every two blocks, you've got maybe 10 or 15 panhandlers, right? Right. It's really sad. So the only way you can function as a person in the world with money in your wallet is to just block it out, which is not my habit, but you've got no choice. Because you can't get from point A to point B without your heart breaking 10 times, right? Yeah, yeah. So you just block it out and these people are asking for money and you just keep walking straight. And I do that day after day, you know, every time I get out of my hotel, you know, I'm going to the corner to get a coffee, just block it out, just block it out, just block it out. And one day I'm walking down the block and one, and there's all these panhandlers one after another asking for money. And then one guy goes, you have a very nice physique, sir. And instinctively, I just gave him 50 rand. <laughs> right. Oh, there you go, mate. Get yourself something nice to eat. 
<laughs> my my girlfriend was with me at the time. She's like, "You are so fucking shallow." <laughs> so that's the moral of that story. Paper you thought thin. you thought it was a really interesting analysis <laughs> of like socioeconomics in Cape Town, but really, I'm just shallow, is what I'm telling you. Well, and I'm you, a bit of a whore. Then yeah. you're gonna enjoy talking about yourself. On yeah, this yeah, podcast. it's great. This is my this favorite is, topic. Let's super, do it. Super, so, super good. Actually, an actor. Yeah, obviously. How'd you get into acting? And what, uh, what was the reason you got into it? I just total accident. Had no urge to be an actor whatsoever. Really? Yeah, I mean, you know, I acted in school plays and things at school, but, you know, I had no interest in it. I actually came out to Los Angeles to be a musician. Yeah. So I, what do you play? I blew, your... off, I blew off college, which made my parents really happy Yeah. at 18, and I moved out here with no money and wow. no plan. From where? Wow. From London. Yeah, which is ludicrous. And only it's an, only an eighteen crazy. year old would do that. Yeah. Do you know it, what I mean? It is crazy because <laughs> when you're eighteen, you're bulletproof. Of course. So did you have some of idea of what you thought yeah. L.A. Hollywood was? Oh yeah. And you've yeah. learned that it's no, not I, that I, at I, all, right? I saw Oliver Stone's The Doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> that was all I needed. <laughs> I was gonna show up and uh, buy a pair of leather pants <laughs> and become a rock star, and that's all yeah, there really was. That was my whole plan. Yeah. And and what was the reality like for you when you got the reality here? of it? I was I was so fucking broke, also illegal in the country, but so broke, I would go to AMPM and I would steal ketchup packets, and I'd take them home and I'd put them in a cup with some hot water. Boom, tomato soup. Yeah. <laughs> and I ate like that for months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then I got made a. What year was that? How that was nineteen ninety five. Nice. Yeah. And then I got a little smarter and I got a job selling um <laughs> selling weed on the corner. <laughs> no, that would have been really lucrative. It was far less lucrative. Have you ever seen those little chopper things that chop onions? Like slice yeah. them, dice them, got a plunger on top. Yep. Yeah, that was me. I was selling those down at the coast of the Mesa swap meet on a Sunday and making really? about fifty bucks. Yeah. So then I started to have a bit of money, fifty bucks. Mm -hmm. So then I would go to McDonald's on a Sunday and I would buy the twenty six cent cheeseburgers in a big bag and keep them in a mini fridge and that'd be my food for the week wow that's how how I long did you do that <clears throat> probably about two years until Holy until shit, what dude until what changed? so this is how i became an actor so i'm in la i'm trying to put bands together you you know you're a musician well, everyone's so what, fucking flaky. You, what do you play yeah. guitar bass uh, primarily a singer songwriter guitar gotcha. player but you know you when you're a musician you play a little bit of everything mm -hmm. right so right. i would have been down to play bass in someone's band like it didn't matter to me i just wanted to be in a band right, right. but you know it's just hard to put one together plus i didn't have a car because i had no money so it was all <laughs> hard, it was all really difficult yeah hard to get the gigs mate. hard to show up for the fucking rehearsal mate <laughs> yeah so uh now, there was an Uber back then. <laughs> Fuck no. And girlfriends came and went. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, the, the ones with cars. <laughs> came, came and went like you got to rehearsal but couldn't get home. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I got talking to some some dude I lost contact with in the meantime, but I remember he had a really expensive pair of shoes on. And he was my age. I'm like, mate, how the fuck did you afford like yeah. $400 Jordans? He's like, oh, I'm an actor. I'm like, oh, yeah. He says, yeah, I did a Pepsi commercial and they gave me 50 grand. I go, how long do you have to work for that? He's like, a day. Mom in. <laughs> that is the job for me. Yeah. So I gate crashed an audition the next week and I fucking got it. And what? I got it. Yeah. I got no, in the yeah. No, wait a minute. Hold the <laughs> yeah. fucking fuck. It was bonkers. No training, nothing. Just, yeah. Just hell on blast. It. <laughs> yeah. Just me on blast, totally. Just being you. Yeah. Well, actually, I was being uh, um, a Mexican gangster, which, as you can imagine, <laughs> 
for a Turkish bloke from London. Okay, right. so it's a bit of a stretch, right. but I pulled it off and I got yeah. the job and this, I made twenty thousand dollars for a day's work. This back is in awesome. the day when this is a commercials made money. So you had obviously it was a speaking role because you make way more when you when you yeah. actually. So do you do you remember the lines? No, oh, but it was God. about it was a good guys commercial. Do you remember that that company? They used to be mm -hmm. like a Radio Shack here in Southern California. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, it was a commercial for them. Sweet. Yeah. So you had to, you had to have the accent. I honestly don't remember. It was 20 years ago. So I honestly don't remember what I said or did. Okay. I just remember being I'm like. I'm fishing. I'm hoping to see I was just. I was just. I remember just being there going like, any minute now, I'm going to get found out. <laughs> <laughs> Some buck is going to throw me off the set. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, you have to have, I mean, to, to do it, you got to have to have headshots. You have to, did you have, did you have any of that? No, I didn't at the time. I gate crashed the audition, but like the first investment I made. Was all that. was going and getting headshots and all Doing that business, yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I became an actor by accident. I got in the union that way, and then uh, yeah, it all sort of <sighs> took off from there. Total fluke. That is that That's is That's incredible, man. To me, it's incredible. Oh, me too. I, I work with people like Hal all the time. Well, but be, because you, to hear that story, I mean, that's awesome. That's, here's uh, the thing, though, right? But, like, it's <clears> like going to Vegas, right? Being in the entertainment business, business is exactly like a trip to Vegas. At any minute, you're eating filet mignon. Or you're getting turfed out on the street, right? Like right. it, it's a roulette wheel at all yeah. times. So, so you got to constantly be working, constantly be. Hey man, I've been a working actor for twenty years, right? Twenty right. years. So that that amount of effort and hard work in any other profession would make you a millionaire, yeah. right? Whereas when you're an actor, that that shit's like you know you are really eating top ramen sometimes, and then sometimes you know you're buying houses. Yeah, that's how it's been. You'll get a TV show and you'll do great for a couple of years and then that show will get cancelled and then you're on, you know, no one wants to hire you. And that's the constant game. I once worked out if the average number of auditions I had in a week, if I sort of extrapolate that out over a year, um, how many auditions do I do on an average year? How many auditions total have I done in the 21 years that I've been an actor? And then how many IMDB credits do I have? Which I have a lot. You know, I've got right. almost 100 yeah. credits. Right. You know, I've worked a lot. Um, the fruition of my efforts has been around 3%. What? So I have made a touch with a very good living as an actor my entire adult life, but it only represents 3% fruition of, your of all my efforts. Wow. Bunkers, right? It wow. is that. That's why. That's mind blowing. We, well, that's why when we do this, because we we we've, we've talked to directors so far, yep. uh, and and that's why to me, what's the why? What why do you keep doing it? Because it because seems... you don't have a choice. You're an artist, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. So yeah. look, man, I tried to walk away from acting. Um, I I did for a few years. I, I left and I got a band together, and you know we got a record deal and toured and all that stuff. Um, and obviously made no money. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was right, back. Right. Because that's you know? just as right. fucking hard. But it's, it's even harder. Yeah, it's it's even more especially. the Wild West. Yeah. You know? Um, but the point being is that there's no other work I can do. If I'm not singing and dancing and making a fucking idiot of myself, mm -hmm. if I'm not being a clown of some kind, if I'm not making art, yeah. I can't do anything else. Right. right. That's your trade. That's my trade. Yeah. That's what I am. Yeah. You yeah. know, but the flip side of that is with enough time and after someone once said you need 10,000 hours in any given profession yeah to that's a, a professional, a, i think there's a right? book there's a book there's a book it's called 10, we've actually hours. talked that about about me yeah. and doing what i do right, right. you know right but yeah so much of what you do now is so instinctual and second nature right. you yeah. couldn't explain it to someone if right. you had to right? right yeah you actually that actually is true because uh even amongst my colleagues mm. will we'll say what is that keystroke again that you do for that right and 
you're doing it so fast and so many times in repetition, you go, actually, I don't know. It's like Hold dialing on, just someone's wa- Watch name. me. Watch Correct. me real quick. Yeah. Mate, if you ever play tennis with someone, get them to show you how to do their backhand. Yeah. Because they'll immediately fuck it up. Yes. Because it's so automatic. Yeah, yeah that's once right. you get them off automatic, they can't do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyhow, point being that you do, however, accumulate sort of an innate, intrinsic sort of knowledge about what makes a good performance or makes good art or bad art. So when you then apply yourself to another medium, you find it comes infinitely easier mm-hmm. than it would do for someone who's never done anything, right? right. right. So last year I wrote... Um, I decided I want to really, I, w- I want to be writing is what I want to be doing. So I wrote a screenplay and it sold. And I remember t- straight away and I was talking to a writer friend of mine and he was like, you fucking asshole, you write one <laughs> script and then you said, I'm like, yeah, well, it's one script I've written, but there's about 10,000 that I've read. Yeah. And a, probably another 2,000 that I've broken down the characters for. And then, you know, maybe another 300 <sighs> that I've actually performed the scenes from. Right, so, right. you know, you learn you learn sort of the psychological and emotional landscape of, of art, you know, the more you do it. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> did you ever take classes? I did much, much later in my life. So uh, maybe about five or six years ago and what what did you what where'd you go yeah i studied something called meisner technique yeah. if anyone i'm if, aware of it yeah. anyone who's listening is is interested in becoming an actor or, or they're a director who wants to know how to direct actors um there is only one methodology worth a shit and it's called meisner and it's based entirely on the idea of the imagination and naturalism Versus nice. other methods which have to do with like recalling your painful fucking memories and whatever, right? Like, like uh, what is it, Stella Adler? That, that... Stella Adler's more kind of sociopolitical. It's more about like what's the context, what's the social context of the thing I'm doing. Right. And then there's something called The Method, developed by a guy named Lee Strasberg. Yep. Which is all sort of like, a, remember when your dog died and then you'll cry and then that's how you do the scene, which oh, I think yeah. destroys you. But yeah. anyway, um, what happened was about five or six years ago, I got a really big job, Right. It was supposed to be a really big job. Remember that show, The Blacklist? Yeah. 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 Right. So I got this gig on The Blacklist, and the way it was broken down for me was that you're going to do four episodes, and then they're going to turn you into a series regular, and you're going to be the love interest for the the lady, right? So I'm like, great. So I get on a plane, and I go to New York, and I land, and the minute I land, my girlfriend breaks up with me. Like, (laughs) listen, listen. And you're fucking welcome. Mate, we'd been living together for four years too, oh, right? Man. And I got this text that said, we need to talk. And I'm like, it's a bit fucking late for that text, isn't it? What? <laughs> so anyway, long story short, <laughs> she broke up with me. So I'm stuck in this hotel room in New York, falling apart, right? Chain smoking cigarettes, you know, crying. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to die alone. <laughs> you know, just abject misery. So of course, when I showed up for work on Monday, I was awful, right? right. Terrible. For the mm. four weeks I was there, I sucked. So, you know, commensurately, that series regular option just sort of evaporated into the ether and I lost this really big gig that would have been worth like a lot of money. Right, you know? right. So anyway, I came home and I was talking to a very good friend of mine who's an actor named Josh Bitton that we should probably get on you guys' show. Cool. Josh, is, Josh has been on uh, The Pacific and The Night Of. He's one of these actors that you've seen in a million things. He's a great New York actor. Cool. Anyway, so I'm talking to him and I'm like, yeah, I just fucking blew three quarters of a million dollars. <laughs> I just completely fucked that up. He's like, well, 
the reason why is because you've never had any training. You've just gone on raw talent your whole life. And mm -hmm. then, you know, you hit a fork in the road mm. and you fucking fell because you've right. got none of the tools available to you. Yeah. So he took me into going and studying Meisner technique and I was far too good for it. I'm like, <laughs> nope, definitely not. Uh, but, so yeah. it took me another four or five months, but then I went and uh, yeah, my life changed. It's, uh, it's so predicated on the notion of essential truth. Like your truth as an artist is the only currency you have. Oh. Dude, it's let, true. Let me, right? I'm sorry. This is Go a ahead. great segue. Go. My impression of you when we worked together was what you're talking about. Really? You had fucking no facade. It was all on your fucking chest and your shirt, and you were just that character again. Thank you. And I swear to God, I was sitting there working, getting goosebumps. Really? And I don't say that. Like, you did that, and I was like, man, I, I need to know this guy. When he, oh, like I need awesome. to, I need to know this guy. So that when he came in here to do, well, I mean, since then, voiceover, right? Um, we did. Uh, uh, I mixed the movie that um, Hal was in called Infidel, right, with Jim Caviezel, which we'll talk about Hal, a little bit. Um, directed by Cyrus Nastawa. Is Perfect. It? Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, incredible movie, really, really well done. Um, but then um, I stayed in contact with Hal on Instagram. And uh, so that's how he got in here or how we were able to get him in here. But his the truth of his his uh, person like he, he he didn't like he was doing how when he was doing his ADR. Right. He wasn't doing the character. His character was him. And that's where I was like, Jesus Christ, this is unusual for somebody to be so transparent. Like usually people come in and fucking hate ADR. But I, what I got from you was like, this is an opportunity. That's right. Yeah. When we tried to do, um, uh, Cyrus wanted to redo um, the scene at the at the end where oh, something happens scene. where something happens to you, right? And oh, I just gave away the fucking movie, didn't I? <laughs> you were trying to be all political. I'm like, oh yeah, the fucking death scene. Yeah. All right. No one heard that. Don't worry about it, guys. Yeah. Go on. He, yeah. there's, I'm we, sure we, there's multiple death scenes. We're not yeah, saying yeah, we're not saying who died. There, there actually is multiple yeah, death scenes. Yeah, this is a specific but, uh, one. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there was a, a philosophical talk about it, and then he was like, "Fuck it, let's do it. Let's try it." I've worked with so many people. How I mean, so many hundreds, multiple hundreds, a list, just starting out. 99% of the people come in and fucking hate ADR mm. and look at it as a problem. The, like, the, they they should have got it right on the set. Yeah. You're like, mm. no, you can't guarantee that, it, right? Here's the thing, though, right? Thank you very much yeah, for saying You're amazing. That. It was Thank so you, incredible. Man. Thank so you. Incredible. I think a film gets made three times, right? It gets made by the writer, gets made again on set, and then gets made again in post-production yeah. by the editor and the sound mixers and mm -hmm. the rest of it. So it's, you're, just, you're just doing more work and the thing that you, you did. You do your all. part. Yeah, right? totally. So, yeah. so do you think Meisner technique is, is, is one that allows you to shut it off and not have to fully live the character? No, it, it does the opposite. It makes it impossible to act. So all you can do is be... Oh, that's beautiful. Jeez. I love that. It really is that. That's the power of its simplicity. Yeah. So where did you take classes? I studied with a man named John Ruskin who studied with Sanford Meisner, the guy who created the technique. Gotcha. Um, and now uh, I guess teach Meisner technique once every few weeks. I'll go to Josh Baton's acting school and teach Meisner technique there. Because it's, uh, I almost feel like it's, uh, 
now my point of view has changed. I almost feel like it's a a responsibility mm. to make sure that particular system doesn't die. Right. Um, because it is the technology on how to act. It is the fucking source code on what acting is. And, you know, living in a world of YouTube stars and, yeah. you know, seven-second attention spans, yeah. I feel like a lot of people just sort of show up in town and put on a leather jacket and strike an attitude and, like, that's it. They're an actor now, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that we're going to lose something unless, uh, less, you know, good technique is, is it, Do you think there's a, a crossover? Does that help you in life at all? Yeah, um, well, this is what I was going to say. Because it's... Because it's all about truth at all times, yeah. it changed me as a person. Right. Like, I can't lie. Yeah. It's so uh, anathema to what I have to do in my living and in my in my art that I can't be bullshit in life. Um, the two sort of mix. It, let me try and give you an example. How, how nerdy are your audience? Like, can I get deep now? Sure. Get deep. Yeah. All right, let's get deep. Okay. So... If I'm in a situation in a scene, by the way, boys, I just, I realized I didn't put any fucking deodorant when I left the house and we're in a tiny little black room. So forgive me. But anyway, I'll just keep puffing on this vape and cover it up with fucking melon flavor. Um, so anyway, oh, uh, what was I saying? Deep. Yeah, yeah. here we go. Uh, um, <clears throat> okay. So you and I are in a scene. Yeah. And in that scene, the, uh, the script is telling me that I have to be angry at you. Right? Sure. So I have to be angry at you. Now, there are ways that I can prepare myself emotionally that I could be angry at you. But if in the moment, in the active living moment of us speaking, I'm not feeling angry, if I acted angry, it would come off artificial. as artificial. Yeah. And it would actually kind of like that mm -hmm. when, I, when you're watching the performance. Right. The truth resonates at a different frequency. Right. So instead, using Meisner technique, I have to be truthful with whatever I've got in me and in front of me. If I'm liking you in that moment, well then those words just have to come out like I'm liking you. If you're yeah. pissing me off, then they'll come out like I'm pissing you're pissing me off. Right. And living in that that sort of constant truth mm. makes the most marvelous happy accidents and always sort of underscores the work with like a depth of, of humanity, of realness yeah. Yeah. that's kind of inescapable. Here's a little test. Turn on the TV, any channel, like a network, channel like an nbc or something and uh um look away from the screen but turn up the volume and just listen to the voices and most of it will just sound like noise right it yeah. will just sound like i mean do friends for example put on friends yeah. and you got all these noises and none of it and the moment someone says something truthful or honest you will look up you'll instantly be drawn mm. towards the screen and it's really interesting the the actress who plays uh Lisa Kudrow is the only person I'll ever look up for on that show, Friends. It's the only one who says anything that sounds like a fucking human speaking. Right. The rest is all performance, yeah. and that's not acting. Yeah. Well, she, and she's a Groundlings alum. She went she, to the Groundlings. Yeah. yeah, she's a Groundlings alum, and she did some Meisner too. Did she? Yeah, yeah. And and Groundlings is you know improv is that too. It is li you're living. You learn to live in the moment, and you're listening. You're really listening because you're you, what the other person Correct. is giving you. You're reacting to it, mm. just like and you do in life. Ex yeah. Exactly. I mean, like I just did. Just now like we're doing in this moment <laughs> oh shit this is the greatest scene ever written <laughs> but the hard part the hard part is wait, doing wait. it doing it with words wait, it's, it's fucking radio you can't make hand <laughs> oh, signals God damn it <laughs> what are you doing the hardest part though it, and and i don't think people really get it is the hardest you have you have a, a script 
You have words memorized to be able to do to say those words and do it in a way that's like this, that's real, that you're really reacting. That's yes. that's the challenge. That's the hard that's part. Exa- that's exactly that is that is one hundred percent of it. That's is the to be skill. a real human mm-hmm. having a real conversation with real words that are your words. Yeah, right? that you didn't actually. Yeah, that I mean, someone else wrote for you. And, and let let a reaction wash over your face, like, and have those little discoveries in well, the, the scene. Yes. Well, the, this interesting thing about like letting a, an emotion wash over your face. Um, you're you're right and you're wrong, right? So, but you're so on the right track. Which is, in life, if you're having an argument with your girlfriend or boyfriend. You don't let oh, an emotion wash over your face. You just experience emotions. Right. You're annoyed that they didn't put the fucking laundry away or you're, <laughs> you know, you can't believe they didn't fucking pay the bill yeah, or, yeah. oh, my God, I love you or I just want to fucking suck your clit right now. <laughs> whatever's whatever's <laughs> that too. happening yeah, that too. is happening, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, Meisner trains you as an actor to never be on the outside of yourself watching a performance mm. but simply be in the reality of the moment that's happening and have those feelings for real right. yeah right. and there's a lot of breakdown in that i mean there's a lot of ego you have to pass through. there's a lot of there's a lot of patterns and stuff you have to pass through. 100 that's really really tough and and i i did take meisner class did you I shut did. up i did where did you train uh elizabeth 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 mesnick it's in Studio City. The name sounds familiar. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. She teaches Meisner, uh, so I took one class there, and uh, and it's it was it was really interesting. You're just repeating each other, and then you're you're doing the whole like. Uh, oh, you did repetition exercises. Repetition okay. exercises. So and for those who don't know, that's a very simple exercise. Two people stand in front of each other, and they just anytime they observe an emotion exactly. in the other person, they say it out loud. Like you seem anxious. Exactly. And then the other person repeats it back. You seem anxious. And you go backwards and forwards and you only change that when some, whatever you notice is something different and it trains you to be connected to the person you're in a scene with. Yeah, and, yeah, it, it, and, it, and it's harder than you think. It's I mean, really it's hard. harder to be really true in that than you think, even, even in a simple, repetitive scene right? right um right. i found it incredibly challenging to i i started you st- i started to really see the the protective layers that oh I my have, god right that you have <laughs> yeah. to break through to yeah. actually be real in those moments yeah. because Man. we're not really we're, we're walking around calloused that's exactly calloused and then also we've built like uh walls and moats and shit yeah. around yeah. the castle oh, of our soul right to it's crazy. levels of protection yeah <laughs> it's so true yeah. it's so, okay so for example uh for me, it's charm, right? Like, I've got a Cockney accent and I'm from East London and it's like, oh, I love when I can just fucking throw in a bit of charm and it'll be fine. That's a defense mechanism. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's me dancing, Yeah. right? That's yeah. me being the foreign kid at school mm-hmm. and not wanting to get my ass kicked. Yeah. Flip side, I'm from, you know, East London, Essex, so my first instinct when someone, you know, threatens me is to get coming in, you cunt, and start a fight, right? Yeah. It's another defense mechanism. But these aren't really me. They're things I've picked up along the way as armor, right? right. So Meisner strips all, helps you strip that away for yourself so it becomes a choice and not God. a reflexive Dude, instinct. Dude, I, so, I don't have any interest in being an actor. It's but, tough work. But I would be very interested in studying that to help to help as a human well, help me be was... a human fucking yeah, being man because yeah. yeah, that would i guarantee you that would keep me more present for my wife oh, yeah. and my kid and yeah. my job and all of that stuff 100%. If, it, if it if it was a constant be in the moment it, truth yeah. be in truth oh jesus i'm excited well you're welcome to come anytime you want oh thank you it, that's and amazing it, and it is that and it that's 
what the hardest part about it for, I think anybody that wants to be, I'll admit it was hard for me, anybody that's curious about being an actor. Now me, uh, you know, that, that's a road I don't necessarily, it's a tough road. You just, you just illustrate it. 3% yeah. of all the work you put in, you've actually only been You've only seen benefit of three percent of it. Yeah, but it's I will like, say the three percent is pretty fucking lucrative. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. If you're willing to put the work in, of course, you get remunerated. But for you it. have yeah. to have a really powerful why. You have to really have a really powerful want to do it, and and really, you know, have a drive to create in that way. I think that's I think, true. But I can I sorry, just please, one second. Sure. This thing's really important because I'm sure there's going to be people here like listening to this podcast who live in Indiana and don't even think there's a likelihood they could ever it, that this is a whole please. alien world, right? Right. Yeah, right. Here's the Th- real... This is the crux of all this right yeah. here. This is exactly This is right. it. This is I'm laying down some fucking truth bombs mm-hmm. now, cool. right? Cool. Okay, so here's the thing. I think what it really boils down to is what is in your realm of possibilities? Like what seems like a possible reality to you? Because I tell you, when I was fucking 18 and I showed up and someone said, "Yeah, you can do a fucking a Pepsi commercial and you can become an actor." I was like, "Yeah, I can do that." Mm-hmm. I know 42-year-old me doesn't feel that way anymore. And I have to constantly remind myself of that 18-year-old kid who thought it was all possible. He just thought, you can do it. Of course you can. Why should that guy be able to do it Mm. and not you, right? So to speak to your point, I think there's, there's something about just prepping yourself for possibility Mm -hmm. and just uh, making it like, rather than looking at sort of Hollywood, if you want to be a writer or a director or an actor as like some, alien citadel on another fucking planet that you'll never have access to. It's not that. The only people who are on the inside of those walls are just people who thought they could be. Right. It's that simple. I love that. That is a very good, a very good distinction right there that's that's incredible like you, you think you can do it therefore you can well do and it. it's you e- get it's it done. dumbo's feather e- you know what i mean <laughs> even yes. different than that is it's not that they thought that they could be it's not that they, they didn't have any concept that they couldn't be right yeah i mean they they didn't have that that barrier in their own thought processes yeah. that's why i think this sounds like a weird thing to say but people always talk about the nepotism in Hollywood, right? And about, you know, someone's daughter or nephew or son or whatever is, you know, working in Hollywood and that's how you do it. Yes, that is a way it happens. But the reason that happens is because the son or daughter or nephew of whoever has grown up with it being a complete reality that you can work in that world. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, yeah. you see it with you see it with athletes. You see it yeah. with actors. You see it with musicians. Musicians. Yeah. You're like they. Th- for them, it's within their realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. For someone in the middle of nowhere, which, I mean, where we live, sometimes we have that middle of nowhere attitude. Yeah. Wait, where do you like? Where do you guys live? Well, we live. We still we're still in L.A., but we're in we're in like northeast L.A. County, so we're way up in the high desert, Palm Lancaster, oh, Palmdale area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So yeah. up there, I mean, believe it or not, it's only an hour from here, but it, the the mentality changes just driving over a hill. It does. So it's very small town mentality, yeah. and and. Yeah. I say all the I I'm you know me I want to be a professional podcaster. I'm this is this is this is what I do and I work right. my ass off at it, right? If I told people that they're like what are you fucking crazy? Yeah, well are you I mean fucking crazy. Yeah, but that's what sort of separates an artist out from anybody else in the world because mate, I'll tell you when I was growing up and I was telling all my mates in fucking Essex, yeah. oh, I'm going to move to LA and become a fucking rock star. It was like you're a cunt. That's <laughs> there was no like yeah, go for it. Do you right, know what I mean? Exactly. I remember having a toast. Exactly. I remember having a toast with some mates before I, I left for London, and I had a toast, and this was the toast they gave me. Ready? Clink. You'll be back. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No shit. Yeah. They, they weren't like you can do it. No. Fuck. 
Mate. Man, oh man. So nah. where did you get that? Where'd you get that mentality from? I mean, it would you're not from a, or, or are you? Are you from a family that's a bunch of artists? Well, you know, my my dad was uh, a musician um, who sort of, who gave up music to raise a family, right? And he was a first generation immigrant to London. Didn't really speak the language, so you know he didn't have the time and space for any of that. He mm -hmm. he had to, right. You know, feed two raising, kids and yeah. learn a language. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, but uh, there was certainly always this pro or I should say like a culturally fertile environment in our house, even though for a lot of our lives we were sort of lower middle class. Uh, there was very much a, you know, there was always music in the house and, you know, you, you couldn't watch TV all day, but you could read all day. That was all right, you know? And then right. when you went right. on family trips, you went to like museums and things, right? So it was very culturally fertile. But when I told my parents, oh, I'm not going to go to London University and I'm going to go to LA and become a fucking artist, they were like, no, you're fucking not, son. You know, we didn't move here so you could throw yeah, it all away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That yeah. all changed, by the way, when I got my first series and they were sitting there watching Satellite and my fucking, their last name comes up on the screen. They were yeah. like, my son, he's a star. <laughs> yes. My neighbor wrote a script. I want to attach and I want to make producer. You know? It all changed. Yeah. They became instantly Hollywood. What, right, yeah. what series was that? Uh, it was Dawson's Creek. That was my you were first. On Dawson's Creek. I was. Yeah. Wow. That was my first gig. So maybe about a year or two. Uh, yeah, about two years after I did that first Good Guys commercial, I got a, uh, I got Dawson Creek. What the fuck? Yeah. Man? I I I want to punch him in the what? face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but wait, listen. Mate, if I listed to you well, the jobs and opportunities that I almost got and didn't, yeah. you'd be like, oh, bro, I'm so yeah. sorry. Hey, here's an example. <laughs> the same year that I got that pilot that I did with Ron Howard, I almost got and turned down so I could do the Ron Howard pilot uh, a test deal, or like I was in the running, very close in the running for Lucifer, which is now on its sixth season. Wow. And that dude's a fucking millionaire. Yeah. Do you know what? A multi, multi millionaire. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's that. Or, you know, Chris Pratt's role in Parks and Rec. Are you or, fucking yeah. serious? Or, yeah, I mean, there's just, I don't even know where to begin. There's just so, oh, Russell Brand's role in Saving, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> We're both fucking loud fucking cunts from Essex who have the same <laughs> accent. You know, it could have been either one of us. Right. That fucker got it. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Punch me in the face with Dawson's Creek, <laughs> but then for different me, reasons. But yeah, hold but it, me and cuddle yeah. me for all the other shit. Yeah, correct. <laughs> oh, correct. That's funny. All right, so this movie you guys worked on. Yes. Yeah, Infidel. Infidel. I haven't seen it. It's not out, but I did see a little bit of it when when uh, Michael Kreppel was showing me his brilliance, the work that he puts into a film, which I can't watch a film now without saying without knowing what this dude does, and and it ama it amazes me. Uh, now that I watch a film, I'm like, oh yeah, that that probably wasn't uh, actually recorded. That door, the door sound, or the you know, all the different stuff he puts in. But uh, so I haven't really, I haven't seen yeah. the film, but uh, I so I've seen a few of the parts. Of course, I've seen the trailer. It looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, one of the greatest, I think I said this on my Insta post to you, was one of the greatest villains I've ever seen. Thank you, man. Yeah. I can't wait to see I mean, you, it. dude, you're so relentless. And just like you're there every turn, boom, he's back in the room. And you're just like, oh, my God, what's going to happen now? I mean, I'm That's getting- That's how my I'm girlfriend getting... feels. <laughs> Here he is He's again. fucking back. <laughs> so yeah. how, how, what was that? 
what was that film like to shoot? What was it, your experience with it? Well, overall? I mean, there's that's there's so much to talk about there. I don't think we've got an hour to cover it. Um, I'll say this Actually, about we're, we're winding up in a 25 minute zone. Oh here. shit! Yeah. Oh fuck! That was um, quite quick. I have it? a story for you. I don't know if you know the cool. story. Uh, this is behind the scenes stuff. Just during lunch, talking with Cyrus and Paul and the and and the guys. And I said, how did you find Hal? And he says, well, interesting story, Mike. I was sitting at a, a cigar bar or a, a cigar club or something like that. And I heard this guy with this Cockney accent. I went, I want to meet that guy. I want to meet that guy. <laughs> I have this part in this movie. And it was because he heard you. Yeah. In, this, in the, in the was, place. There's a, there's a. There's a friend of ours called uh, JR who's a who's a Italian actor and he does this thing once every couple of months called Italian Men Only. Okay. Right? And he got it because he used to be part of this he was an assistant to a, an Italian actor who's quite famous and he used to have this thing Italian Men's Italian Men Only. Bunch of dudes get together, smoke cigars, eat meat, talk <laughs> shit, just fucking guys right, being guys. Right. So he invited me and I went along uh, smoking a cigar and there's Cyrus and he just kept looking at me. I'm like, is this bloke like angling for a taste of my knob? Like, what is? <laughs> just I've never, can't... I've never heard it put that way in my life. He just can't take his way. fucking eyes off me, this yeah. bloke. But anyway, then we got to talking and he was a good bloke. We had a great <laughs> laugh. That was it. Just made a new friend. Yeah. And then uh, two months later, he calls me up. He goes, so listen, he talks like a 1950s gangster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, now listen, I, uh, I wrote this movie. I got this character. I think he's you. And I'm like, oh, right, okay. And then I'm like, I bet your script is shit. But then he sent it to me, and it was brilliant. Yeah. It was a brilliant script. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm in fucking Jordan shooting with Jesus. Mm -hmm. oh, Jesus. Yeah. Jim Caviezel's Jim, Jesus. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know, I know. I said when, you know when, he, was, when was? he was here, when he was here uh, doing his ADR for Infidel, I was working on something over in this room here. And uh, I said, uh, "Excuse me, you guys. I need to go meet Jesus." Yeah, <laughs> that's and how I like, felt. Who, who? And I'm like, Jim Caviezel's next door. <laughs> that motherfucker. That motherfucker is is one of the coolest people I've ever worked with. There was. All right, I'm not trying. I'm not telling you this story to toot my own horn. I'm although I will be in the process tooting my own horn. Okay. This is uh, really just a story about how cool Jim Caviezel is. So, so I'm. I show up to work. My it was the, his second day. My first day. And, uh, you know, Jim Caviezel's number one on the call sheet. He's the fucking star of the film. So I'm sort of kind of keeping my distance, you know. Just sort of like, you know, waiting for him to feel comfortable to say hello. And uh, he just does not even look in my way. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll leave the man alone. He's working. Go into our scene. Do our scene. Like the first rehearsal. He doesn't say anything. Doesn't even say good morning. I'm like, fuck it. Oh, I'm yeah. going to knock this dude out. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Cameras get set up. Lights get set up. We shoot our first take. Still hasn't said hello. He goes, he turns around to Cyrus and goes, hey, Cyrus, come here. Cyrus comes fucking <laughs> plod. Good as, right? <laughs> Cyrus comes plodding over with his fucking cigar in his mouth. Going, yeah, Jim baby. Jim baby. What can I do for you, Jim baby? <laughs> And he just turns around at the director, Cyrus, and goes, everything Hal is doing is phenomenal. Do not give him any direction for the rest of the film. Whoa. I'm like, what? Nice. And Cyrus thinks he's joking. He's like, ha, ha, yeah. Okay, okay, Jim. Okay. Take two, you know. 
And uh, and then after the, we finished the scene, I, he still hasn't said hello to me, right? <laughs> he goes, do you think I could talk to you for a moment? And I'm like, yeah. And we go outside and he goes, working with you is like working with Sean. I'm like, Sean. <laughs> He's like, Penn. I'm like, oh, fucking wow, hell. I can goes, back that up, dude. Well, thank You're you. You're fucking insane. Thank dude. you. That that's was that a, was the that was what the, a compliment. It was unbelievable. Man. I almost fucking died. But that well, that's not where the story's going. He goes to me, I'm going to give you some, I can't keep the accent up, so I'm just going to do it yeah. as though he was from Essex. <laughs> yeah. He goes, uh, he goes, he goes, um, hey, listen, you know, I had a really good career and uh, good things happened to me and uh, I've kept my head on my shoulders, but a lot of my friends have lost their careers because of drugs, because of women, because of things happening, because the, the, the devil will tempt you. You're a very talented man and I think amazing things are going to happen for you. So if you're ever in that position, if you're ever wondering what the right decision is, Please call me. I'll be your big brother. Wow. I'm like, holy fuck, you are the wow. coolest human I've yeah. ever met. Yeah. Like what he had no reason to have that sure. conversation with me. He's sure. number one on the call sheet. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What a just lovely, lovely human. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. yeah. Very they're out there, man. They are. Good yeah, people are out there, really, man. Really, really good people. He also told me a fucked up story I'm gonna share with you guys. Please. Um uh okay, so he played Jesus in uh in um Passion. Passion. Okay. Yeah. Right. So he's telling me the story. He goes, so when I was 18, I was playing basketball and I went to the movies with my girlfriend. And as I was leaving the movies, the whole world turned black and I heard God talk to me. And God said, I want you to be an actor. So I went home and I told my dad. And my dad said, you're out of your fucking mind. God tells you to be a priest, not an actor. <laughs> None, right? Nonetheless, nonetheless, yeah. life intervenes. He has an injury in basketball, so he can't play basketball anymore. Something happens, maybe he meets a girl, I forget, and he moves to Los Angeles and he ends up going to an acting class and he ends up getting signed by an agent. Then he ends up getting, um, uh, uh, was Count of Monte Cristo and these thin red line and these big, and before you know it, he's a fucking movie star, yeah, right? Yeah. And then he gets a call on his 33rd birthday from Mel Gibson going, I want you to play Jesus in a movie that's going to ruin your career, right? And he's like, No, thanks. Thanks, <laughs> right? And then he thinks to himself, Wait a minute. I'm 33, which is the same age that Jesus was in this movie. God told me to be an actor, and my initials are JC. Oh, fuck, i got to do this film. Right. So he goes and plays Jesus, and on the last day of the last scene, of the last shot, he's hanging on the cross and gets struck by lightning. Oh, Twice. Are you kidding me? In front of 400 extras. It's caught on camera. No one else is struck by lightning. Just Jim Caviezel. No, now, I don't believe in God. And I was like, get me to church. Like, <laughs> I need to confess. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was I've never heard that bonkers. story before. Holy crap. Yeah. Man. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. How, True story. Well, he survived it. Clearly. What was the recovery? What's the recovery like? He was in hospital for six months. Oh my god! That fucking crazy. Did it like shoot out his toe or something? Or I I don't know, I mean, but apparently you can find footage of it online. So I'm, I need to look for it and find yeah, it. Yeah. Struck by lightning in, twice, playing so God. Well, like I, I don't know if that's God saying your performance sucks or like good job. I bless or what you. That is. I bless you. Yeah. Or you probably should not have done that. Yeah. You should or listen something. To, you, should yeah. Listen to, you should listen to your dad. <laughs> I wanted you to be a basketball player. Yeah. Oh, something. Man. Oh man, dude. So you're a musician too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's. Yeah. You, you still play? Yeah, just for fun. You know what I mean? Actually, my old band, 
uh, we did a reunion a couple of years ago just for fun, for like a, a fundraiser. And I tell you, I got on stage, we fucking rocked it. We always put on a great fucking show. Yeah. But um, it was the first time I ever actually enjoyed playing a fucking live show. Because oh. all the pressure was off. Oh. There was no like, I've got to sell merch after the show. Right. Mm-hmm. There was no like, there's supposed to be a, an industry dude from A&R here. Right, right, None of that. Right, it was right. just like fucking playing like you used to do when you were 14 and yeah, playing in, in a garage. garage. Yeah. yeah. That's great. great. We got a jam, dude. We got a jam. So I'm down, man. Totally that would be fun. great. <clears throat> yeah, well, cool. cool. Uh, anything else? That you well, want? I just, I, what's the music? What are you, rock and roll? Yeah, you, man. Fucking nice. rock and like, roll. Like, Is there any other kind of music? I certainly don't. I don't think so. That's what I'm, that's what I do too. It was sort of a, down and dirty three called rock and roll nice actually we got signed at the same time as jet do you remember those oh, guys oh hell yeah yeah except we signed to adrenaline and they signed a fucking electra and made mm-hmm. billions of dollars yeah but yeah right. very similar bands did nice. you you toured how long did you did you yeah we toured that? we toured we uh well we opened for a lot of big bands we opened for guns and roses uh we opened for bon jovi <laughs> uh we opened for uh avenge sevenfold and muse and then we went on a national tour with Ready For It, Tesla. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah dude. Nice. Dude. nice. <laughs> yeah, we toured with Tesla. That was fucking nuts. That's they were cool. great. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So you've li- you've lived a lot of different lives. That's pretty sweet, man. That's, uh, you know, I mean, that's what An artist dream. is an artist is an artist, that's right? That's it, yeah. The medium is irrelevant. They're all branches of the same tree. Just mm-hmm. create. So what, else, what are you working on now? So, okay, so a bit of good news. Uh, I just sold a um, a film. Oh, actually, wait a second. I'm trying to figure out what I can say here. Yeah. I just sold a film to Universal that is a reboot of one of their old big franchises. And uh, I'm sort of nearing the end of the second draft of that. And we're hoping it's going to go into production sort of middle of next year. Nice. Is it... Going to star you as well? Or no, no, no. I'm, I'm purely writing written on this one. By. Yeah, written yeah. by. Nice. Do you yeah. do you think you'd um, ever get into directing? Yeah, you know, I, I love directing. You would be a great director. Thanks, bro. man. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. You have a real command and and calmness and um like uh, calm. No one's ever described as fucking calm. <laughs> right here, man. This is like <laughs> this is you with hands down here, man. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> um, but that that's something that I'd like to do too is direct and. Uh, uh, well, then you definitely need to come to that acting class that I sometimes teach. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, that would be yeah, really we'll great. We'll go do it together. Huh? Uh, yeah, come yeah. seriously, come. Fun. That would be fun. So I, I do want to hear a little more. You said it was an hour hour conversation about the movie. What I mean, what was that ex- the whole experience like? From did you? So you didn't have to audition. Nah, you. Okay, so hang on a minute. No, the way no, the way that Cyrus said it is that he heard yeah, him. Right, because I want to go he through a few the, things here, yeah, though. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, it you, wasn't that easy. Well, I, listen, <laughs> he tried. He wanted me on the movie, and then the producers didn't because oh. they're like, he's not a big enough name, right? Mm. And they're always in the name game. Right. Fight. God, God damn it. Do you know how game. many fucking movies I've lost to? We need because a bigger of the name. name yeah. I mean, that's ninety nine percent of my career. That hopefully that 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 day just goes away oh well you know what i mean dude i've lost gigs music gigs because we aren't the big draw really similar things i mean you know we we can we can do pretty well bring bring a fair amount of people but it's it really comes down to butts in the seats yeah nice a real thing yeah not talent right just a name yeah well and there's because they're in the it's a business i mean when it comes down to they're trying to sell they're trying yeah, to sell their film. I'm a firm believer in, like, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. if you make a good film with good actors and a yeah. good script, people will fucking watch it. Right. That's all there is to it. And then you end up making stars rather than just loaning them out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. So, you, so you, you made the film. So anyway, so he, didn't want, they, he wanted to hire me. The producers didn't. And then I gave them my uh, a collection of 
of scenes from different things I've done, mm -hmm. and then that changed their minds. They're like, oh, he can act. But I did so. want to go through it a little bit here. Okay, so cool. let me see if I get it all. Uh, there's one I'm missing, I think, but uh, uh, flies out here at 18. Uh, just all of a sudden, like, hey, nice shoes. <laughs> uh, this is going to be where, good. Where'd you get those? <laughs> oh, I'm an actor. And then just, hey, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to jump this audition. Crashes, or, or, crash the, it. Crashes crash the, audition. the audition. No headshots. Yeah. <laughs> and then 20 grand. Boom. Yep. And then I forget the other one. There was another one that you you just you go. Oh, Dawson's Creek. Two yep. years after, <laughs> two years into his career, mm -hmm. gets Dawson's Creek. <laughs> and uh, the next one, the next one, and the the last one. Mate, uh, when you I smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, when you frame it like that, it really does sound like it was all luck. But but it's not. And I'll hey, tell you, listen. There was how you, many people move from London to Los Angeles. With you that, make your own That's life. a huge risk. Yeah. And how many people actually take at least that? I think there's a lot of positive energy by you actually doing that. I agree. I agree. There's momentum but behind that. But there was that. also this, right? I was also this. For the two years in between when I got my uh, that first commercial and then I got Dawson's Creek, do you know what? Like when all my mates were going out and drinking and going to bars, do you know what I was doing? I was sitting at home with little postcards with my fucking face on it, yeah. stamping them and putting the addresses on it, sending it to every casting director in town, trying to get my face or name yeah. known by people that might maybe one day hire me. I was... You know, going to these showcase things where I'd like go put up a scene in front of strangers and hope someone was in the audience that was an agent. Like right. there was a lot of fucking hard work. Yeah. And I just tried to run it like a business. Then, then when I cared, I ran it like a business. Right, right. Did you yeah. did you pick up things along the way that like, oh, that didn't work, I won't do that? You know, did you like fine tune that? I mean, yes and no. Well, in terms of acting, yes. In terms of running a business, no, because it's the most random non-meritocracy in the world, the film business. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not based on what you did in the room. It's That's 5% of it. The rest is, is he tall enough, short enough, ethnic enough, not ethnic enough? You yeah. know, that it's a million yeah. other things. So you can't control any of that. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. huh? You can't, yeah. I mean... Hey, it... man, I heard too ethnic and not ethnic enough in the same week for two different oh roles that God. I got turned down for. Really? Imagine that. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Not ethnic that, enough. That is amazing. <laughs> not not ethnic. Like, what's how more can ethnic? How can I be any more ethnic? <laughs> I mean, actually, theoretically, everybody is ethnic by definition. Yeah. But fine. Hey, do you, do you find that uh, more now than ever, like, uh, instead of your track record, you're only as good as your last? 100%. How can that? How it doesn't that... make any sense. Every time I go into a meeting, an audition, whatever, yeah. Every time, right? I am back to square one. And then don't do give a fuck. What's the older on your that resume. you get, because you're younger than me. How old are you? I'm four, 49. Oh right, okay, yeah. but only a little bit. A little three, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you find now, as you're, as you're getting older, that the um, David Armstrong, um, a guest we had a, a couple weeks ago, was mm, talking about? He, he was going to meetings, and the execs are getting younger. Oh yeah, and he's like, "How the fuck can I <sighs> be?" talking to you about making a movie when you should be my fucking assistant. Correct. 100%. How, how are you managing that? Uh, well, I'm managing it by transitioning into writing and directing, oh, to be see? honest. But, like, it's a real fucking thing, dude. It's a real thing, yeah. you know? And the other thing I found with executives, I'm just going to say it, even if it means no one ever hires me again. Producers and executives are a very specific breed of humans that are completely uncreative but yet like to speak and experience themselves as creative people. Right. 
right? I totally can validate that. So they all just, they all, you, the most, the best scripts in the world will always have notes, the best performance in the world, they will always critique, they have a fucking opinion about anything, everything, mm -hmm. and they've got, done nothing now, to entitle them to it. Where do they get this idea that. Well, they've got jobs to justify. Yeah. They're on 250, 300 grand a year. And they've got jobs to justify. And they're the ones deciding what we what we yeah. look at. What you watch. Uh, how who's in what you watch. Who directs what you watch. Even, even where the sound gets done, how it trickles down to me is they'll say, well, the place you're at is not big enough. Like, it, we've had people not come. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. People, Fuck off. We've got the, the same room, gear, you yeah, idiot. Yeah. The, the mix room isn't big enough. Isn't big enough. What? What? <laughs> I mean, a 22-foot screen is not big enough. But even if it wasn't big enough, if you've got the right fucking software and the right ball to mix yeah. on, and yeah. you've got a pair of ears, it's going to sound great. Yeah. yeah. They're Muppets. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell, tell you a great I tell you a great one, right? So me and, my, me and a buddy of mine wrote a script together recently, uh, a cop show, and we had a meeting with someone. Okay, I'm going to be very diplomatic about this. Someone whose name you will see on a prominent Netflix show, and you will see that they created this show, but they did not create this show. They are merely executives who got their name on the show as created by. Anyway, that's all I will say. I go, I, we go to this meeting, we've written a cop show. Here's what we hear from this person. Hey, loved your script. One question. Does it have to be a cop show? <laughs> <laughs> this, I was like, excuse me, what? Does it have to be a cop show? Well, I'm, I'm, it is a cop show. He's like, right, but does it have to be? I'm like, what are you thinking? Farm animals? <laughs> <laughs> Sock puppets? Where, where are you seeing this go? Yeah. Wow. But you have, but okay, that's tough because you have to play the game though. I, I, I do. Didn't. You play the game? You did. Well, it depends who you're talking to. If they're a complete muppet, no. Right. You know. Then why? Did why? they give Am you did, waste did, my time? Did they give you feedback? Like if you, you like, what are you thinking? Well, maybe high school teens. Uh, I mean, what do they? You say? know, if I said anymore, I'd give the whole game away. About you know, what I'm saying. So totally. I'm gonna I'm gonna sidestep that. But I'll say this: I've been in situations where I've eaten the shit sandwich because I know this person knows what they're talking about, right. or I really want them to hire me for something else. So okay, I'll eat that shit sandwich. Yeah. Um, but then there are other times where you're just like, it's not worth the effort to eat the shit sandwich because. Right. There's more shit sandwiches to come. Yeah. And that's me for the next year eating shit sandwiches. Right, right. You know? Right. Uh. What's your favorite part about uh, about acting? Hmm. And have you ever done theater? I've done a little theater. Um, I, I do like theater. The live aspect of it? or Yeah. I mean, I always enjoyed playing live as a musician, and there's a similar energy. There's like the synergistic thing that happens with the audience yeah. that you can't really put your finger on. The performances aren't even necessarily better. Usually they're worse because you're trying to remember an entire fucking book yeah, yeah. rather than yeah. a scene. And, you know, sometimes you fall into bad patterns because you've been doing the same role forever. And so there's, it's not even necessarily a better version of our art form. It's just something happens in a room full of humans together in this like darkened ceremonial space where you're all kind of in it together that changes things and makes it more powerful. Agree. So that's fun, but it doesn't pay. So right. hence not it's a true. lot of theater. Unless it's Broadway, but. And even then, like, and I've got friends on Broadway who are like, they're struggling to make rent on fucking Broadway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tough game, tough yeah. gig. So what, what about acting do you just do you here's, love? Here's what I love about acting. There's an immediacy to it that the only thing I can compare it to is fucking, right? So, like, 
when you're doing it right, there's nothing rehearsed about it. It's the momentum and the appetite of the moment. Right. Right? Mm, good word. Appetite. Yeah. So it's that. There's mm. something really like alive and electric about it when it's done right. It's like catching a wave when you're surfing or something, you know? Yeah. Have you surfed? Yeah, I surf a little. I tried it. I couldn't I could I couldn't get up. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fucking I had the very unique opportunity back uh, several years ago. Um, I spent the weekend at with my wife at Kevin Costner's place. Whoa. Um, what? Yeah, we were doing. Does he live in a castle in the sky? <laughs> no, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't have unicorns in his nope, house. Nope, okay. he doesn't. Um, he has a nice place or had a nice place in Carpinteria of Santa Claus. Lane. Oh, lovely. Mm. Or maybe that's Santa Barbara, but. Um, no, we that's went, Carpinteria. It is. Yep. Okay. Anyway, we went up there and um, hung out. Um, it was Thanksgiving weekend in 2000 or something like that. Um, got pretty freaky Saturday night. Uh, everybody in the house was really great. Um, this humongous fire mantle and fire pit, uh, fireplace. Um, he stoked the fire. It was huge. I mean, Kevin Costner did. Yeah. So you're hanging out with Kevin Costner. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Can I ask? Can we start there? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the fucking, I feel like the juice of the story just yeah. got, we got the pulp, but not the juice. Yeah, like, right. How the fuck are you at Kevin Costner's house? I'm working on 3,000 miles to Graceland. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Still though, why are you at Kevin Costner's house? Because I'm a nice guy. And he was like, I like you. Come on my house. Look, come bring your wife. We're having some sweets. Ah, uh, what a good dude. That's yeah. cool. All right. Um, So we're, uh, Saturday night, we're, in the main um, family room, and uh, we're literally all strewn on the floor and on the couch and stuff, and laying. and And he happens to be laying down next to me, smoking and my wife. peyote, and not yet. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, and so he starts telling us stories. Also, you don't smoke this... peyote. What's <laughs> no, fucking you... <laughs> wrong with you? Injecting marijuana. <laughs> anyway, go on. Help me get back here. Okay. This has something to do with surfing. Go on okay, then. Go okay. um, so he starts telling us all the stories about <laughs> um, make the making of Dances with Wolves and uh -huh. all the things he did to Great film. Uh, uh, engage with the Native Americans and stuff like that, like sweat lodges and going yeah. through this whole process, right? Um, so... We get hours and hours of fireplace and Kevin Costner and, and the snuggle whole time, time. Is the whole time you're thinking, Paul McCarthy's fucking Kevin Costner, this Kevin Costner, this Kevin Costner. This it Kevin was, Kevin. It's honest to God, hell no, because in the edit bays, in the edit bays, we, we would hang out and we would joke around. And at yeah. that point. Oh, so he's just Kev. Yeah. Basically. Right, basically. Okay. <laughs> jokingly, jokingly, it was KC. <laughs> What's up? What's up, dog? Yeah, what up, What's up, KC? Hey, can I go in the fridge? Got <laughs> a beer in there? Anyway, we get we everybody gets pretty uh, pretty freaky Saturday night. We all wake up Sunday morning pretty groggy, and you know. So so we, okay, we're keep interrupting on. your story. I yeah, love hold it. Hold on, here it comes. Here okay. it comes. Anyway, he comes or we go. Bring this fucking plane into land, bro. Yeah, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. We all get into the kitchen for breakfast. There's a huge spread of eggs and bacon and bagels for yes, this guy over here. Bagels. Um, he says, anybody that wants to surf, the wetsuits are downstairs along the garage outside wall. Cool. Right? So. I turn and I look at my wife, Jackie, and I go, I think I'm going to try that. Oh, and she's God. looking at you like, shut up. No, no, no. At this point, I'm, I'm 
I'm 30, so I'm still oh, yeah, pretty. Yeah. I'm, fit. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm fit. I'm pretty yeah. randy. Yeah, you know, it's all it's all good. So I go and I put on a, I put on a wetsuit. He he picks a board based on my size, and um, I've never done it before. And he goes, "Okay, good luck," because it's fucking and hard. I walk down the stairs, walk out to the beach, and there's people out there, and I couldn't get the fucking surfboard past oh, yeah, that that's first the, break. That's the hard part. I couldn't the do it. Hard part. Now, keep in mind, I was so hungover. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't help. No, I couldn't get the gumption up to break All right, that. so I cheated. One of my really good mates, Gary, was like a Australian fucking surf champ, oh, right? Go. There you go. <laughs> really? So he took me to Santa Barbara and he literally stood me on a fucking board. Yeah. Like, And he's like, Standing and holding the board, he goes, right, when the next wave comes, I'm giving you a little push, and you're going to just you're gonna fucking go. go. Yeah. And he did, and I stood. My really? Yeah. And then that was it. I was like, this is fucking great. Oh, now, yeah. man. It's tough, though. It, it's yeah. tough to do on your own, and you're right. It, it is, is hard tough. to get past those waves. Yeah. And imagine big waves. You got, I mean, you, they're diving underneath those <laughs> mm-hmm. huge waves just to get out there. It's right. like, man. Uh, but I want to say something about the freaky. Every time he said freaky, I'm like, we, I'm we, not going to say. The word freaky to me oh, does, not not sex, Im- no. does not imply drinking. It implies, like, what were you doing? Was, 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 yeah, freaky what, means we, we're wearing masks, and I'm calling you mommy. Do you know it, what I mean? Right, and there's fingers going <laughs> in places they shouldn't be. Yeah. And, you both can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Wow, he got freaky with Kevin Costner. I mean, you're definitely getting freaky if you're smoking peyote. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> now that's freaky. Yeah, that's why. Was... Freebasing alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Though someone told me recently, do you know that they've made like a form of, I haven't done drugs in years, right? I quit drugs when I was like 19. Nice. But someone told me that there's like a crack version of weed now. Have you heard about this? No. They take, you know, THC oil and they make a crystal and you smoke it like crack. It's oh, a really? real thing. No really? Idea. Yeah. And huh. I'm like, that is just such like drug mentality. Like yeah. I remember being Let's like, make it the most yeah! maximum one thousand percent it can be fucking just kill you. I remember walking <laughs> into a party when I was fifteen, right? And there was these four dudes literally passed out in the entryway, like half on top of each other because they're fucked up. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, I want what they've got. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever they're doing, that's what I want. I've, I've been there too. Yeah, I'll so, take some of that. Yeah, but I mean, just weed itself. I mean, why, why do you need to do all that magic to it? It's, Mate, it's I can't, fine. I can't it's smoke weed. It yeah, I me neither. Not, me neither. I uh, turn into a loon. I mean, yeah, <laughs> just a loon. I get completely paranoid and self-absorbed what, yeah, happened, what happened oh really because yeah. i i get dumb i get like oh i just hate it i i, I, I also it. get dumb yeah you, you can't have a conversation with me no yeah. but i've got i'm it's in my brain it's like why is the television talking to me yes <laughs> yeah i get that too <sighs> who's watching and actually one time <laughs> oh, this one great. time i um i didn't smoke a lot but it affected me so bad i was sick in the bathroom oh, like, shit, I had, had, like i had like a dry head yes Wow. Yeah, dry heaves and sweats and nasty. They say it's supposed man. to relax you, but me, it may, I, I, I start, I start seeing my own thoughts. Yeah. It's so self-destructive. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, I can't, I cannot do this. I cannot. This is not for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like some people just, like, oh my, it's just us having a good time, man. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Bro, that. what? Like I'm in a horror show right yeah. now. Acid was even worse. Oh yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. Acid. Have you ever heard Joe Rogan talk about his his uh, like DMT no. trips and shit. He is such a unique dude because he has such, uh, it's so bizarre to me that he embraces the he darkest does. shit about himself. He does. Like he goes, yeah, man, let's do it. Let, let's go, <laughs> let's go into that section because he says that helps him, helps him 
through the day and do things that he's not comfortable doing. And I'm like, man, I don't want to have no. anything to do with. But I get it. I get it. If it's a way to enhance peeling back layers, you don't have to take the Meisner technique. <laughs> it's right? cheaper. <laughs> it's what is it like? Ten bucks for a hit of DMT? Great. Yeah. Right. So you go. You get there quick. You come out. You're like, oh shit! Now right. I can be myself. Yeah. Right. The thing for me was that I never resurfaced from the drug experience with my wits like i never resurfaced going oh well i learned a lot from that experience we yeah. all now one consciousness experience self subjectively i didn't right. have that the next nope. morning i woke up like, i was fucking horrible yeah i want to go home and see my mum. you yeah. know what i mean mommy yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously yeah it was it was it wasn't always all that all right well let's have some fun want to do some rapid fire questions listen, listen this is like all right go what we did this is pretty uh pretty eye-opening is this separate the men from the boys what we're about it, to do it kind of does all this right is, yeah. this is big time shit right here yeah. all right. rapid fire but that's not really rapid fire it's just fun questions you okay. can answer quick if you want but i prefer you and we kind of just leave it to you to answer and then we just discuss yeah all right so here's all oh, right so it's the opposite of rapid fire well <laughs> okay it's like it should, slow meandering probably fire. Should, <laughs> traversing up the mountain probably should call it something else maybe. not so much a sprint as an amble through the supermarket okay good frolic weird, weird it's weird questions let's let's meander first one is how many kids would you like to have a soccer team a soccer team. Yeah, like if I could, I'd have Dude, 11 kids. I admire kids. the shit out of you, man. That is awesome. Wow. You'd yeah, be a fucking love kids. You'd be a great dad. Thanks, man. Yep, you'd be a great dad. Fun Thanks, as Do you think it would affect- My best friend has six kids, and uh, they've got, they're pregnant again, and I'm just like, that's what I'm talking about. That's really? a fucking family, yeah. Oh, my, actually, young, my youngest just turned 18 on Thursday. So it's almost Aww. like almost like he's just about, just about to jump out, and uh, man, it's- I mean, I'm looking at it like, holy fuck, he's a grown dude and he's off into the world now. Yeah. He'll be on your couch in a week. Yeah, Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You'll be, be back. back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You'll be exactly. back. Exactly. <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't be that dad. All right. Uh, I'm not. Next one. Are rats cute? No. Unless they've got bushy tails and call themselves squirrels. Even a pet. <laughs> That's a, it's basically, it's a yeah. tree climbing rat. Fucking um, hate a rat. The only thing I hate worse than a rat is a cockroach. Cockroaches. Oh, it's like cockroaches. Have you ever picked one up? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no. know. I'm the same way. I'm a fucking. Even if they're dead, I got to pick them up with a uh, something. Oh yeah, yeah. Paper something towel, like something. Spiders, cool. You know, really? Snake, yeah, spiders are cool. Snakes are cool. That's cool. Cockroaches are kind of like demonic entities that were created by the dark matter of the universe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not totally. They're they not can part of nature. Shit I mean, you, they will survive natural. a nuclear war. Yeah. <laughs> you could smack the shit out of them. They're still going to walk around right. for a little more. <laughs> Did you know? Sorry, and I, fun, only, fun I fact. only feel that way about rats because I'm a bit of a history buff. I know the plague was started by rats. Yeah. So when I see a rat, I'm like, plague! Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. Nice. Bury your dead! <laughs> what were you going to say, Mike? Uh, cockro cockroaches can uh, withstand uh, head detachment for they, like yes. seven or eight days or and something And the only like reason that. they die is because they can't take on water. Yeah. That is... Yeah. That makes me hate them even more. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You, you ruined it for me now. Are you politically correct? No. <laughs> Fuck everybody. Yeah, fuck them all. Did I yeah. have to ask that? I don't think I needed to. No, fuck politically correct. I think it's the tyranny of our age, political correctness. It's the fucking tyranny of our age. Look, it used to be that if you were, you know, groovy and vocal and free thinking and an artist, you believed in free speech. That's what you fought for. That's what you marched on the street for. Yeah. We've lost that now. Yeah. yeah. I agree. All right. What's your favorite car? Um, Convertible okay. Jag. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I am now driving it. Yeah. I. I th I thought 
I thought that my favorite car was uh, a Porsche, particularly a Carrera from like the 1980s. Like, oh, that's a beautiful fucking car. It is a beautiful car. And it is a beautiful car. Uh, having I drove a couple of Porsches though, and they're very German and do exactly. <laughs> they've got no personality. They just do what you tell them to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I just bought myself a Jaguar, and it is. <sighs> no. What's, yeah, uh, what, what? Yeah. What? That's good. It's that. That's the only way I can. The only words I have for it is a Jaguar F-Type convertible, and it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You look good in it. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's a bit of a. I've been told a, a chick car, mm. but I'm cool with it. I'm cool oh, with dude, it. Oh, dude, that ain't it. You no, mean no, a chick magnet car? No, a chick car. Like, you've got to be either a hairdresser or a boss lady. Whoever said it. that gets bitch slapped. Yeah, I also, I also think, well, it's just because you don't have a jack. <laughs> <laughs> easy, yeah. easy to judge me. I'm huh? driving yeah. a Ford, and you looked open. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Do you know how to salsa dance? No, I can't dance. Do I you, cannot dance. Do you like chips and salsa? We have to sample uh, that. <laughs> we have to sample that and put it on a... I cannot dance. I can't dance. That'd be pretty good. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I used to be able to dance when I was a kid. I used to be a little breakdancey kid. Yeah, I did And then too. once I became an adult and like grew, my penis grew and I had some balls and all of a sudden it was like all my rhythm went. Do you know what I mean? Really? Yeah, dancing rhythm. I can oh, fuck oh. great. Don't get me wrong, but like... <laughs> Nobody, nobody's questioning. Well, you. I'm just. Oh, this is so. For the record, <laughs> yeah, no, Nobody, yeah. Nobody's questioning your fucking ability. Damn I'm right. Sh I'm sure. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's great. No, I just can't. I, like, I'm the white dude at the club that just bobs my head. That's all I can do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I'm gonna get you. I'm that way too. Well, I, I can dance. Oh, no, you're both full of shit. I Sorry. can dance a little. Bit. You're on stage. You're not looking like the white guy. I can dance a little. Sorry. Well, if I'm rocking out, that's different. Because you, you can got look, it. You, you can look it. like a fucking spaz, though, too, and it's just cool. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's true. yeah. Can't do that on the dance floor. Uh, oh, I don't know this. <laughs> you look like George McFly if you do. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, mate. <laughs> mate, I, I was dating this girl a couple of years ago. Uh, anyway, uh, fuck, I'm, my girlfriend's going to be listening to this and she's going to be like, why did you talk about that bitch? But anyway, <laughs> I, I was dating someone a couple of years ago. I was at club and I was like, I had a couple of vodkas in me and I'm like, I'm going to fucking dance. I like this tune. Yeah. And I got maybe three steps in and the guys with was like, don't do that. Don't. It's <laughs> like, okay, that was my one. Did she do this? It, no, it was worse. She just literally little... turned around and went, just don't do that. <laughs> okay. It was a little that would now. So you did the little don't, oh, don't, like, no, oh, don't, don't do that. Don't, little don't, finger, don't. don't do that. What What is the acronym? This is dumb, but see if you know. What does the acronym SCUBA stand for? Uh, just guess. No. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, uh, special cute underwater bobbing around attire. <laughs> bobbing around <laughs> is all you. Yeah, it's right there. Bobbing around. What That's does it, it mean? <laughs> I, I have no clue. It's not oh. an acronym. It's an. It is an. Is acronym. it an acronym? Scuba's an acronym. Oh, I didn't know that. And I'm not going to look it up because I don't care. Um, <laughs> scale, Rebel. That's, that's it, exactly. Scale of one to ten, how good are you at wiffle ball? Wiffle okay. Ball? Any sport that involves my hands, I, what? No. Because I come so from a country where you use your feet. You yeah. don't fuck about with throwing balls. You don't balls. play tennis? Yeah. Not really. I mean, I can no, hit play a ball football, around. Right? Yeah, soccer football. Yeah. Real football. That's what I meant. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Do you a believe, little bit. Do you believe in love at first sight? Yes. Has it happened to you? Yes. Did it go away? No. I'm still in love with her. Ooh. <gasps> hey. Insert. What about you? Do you believe in love at first 100%. sight? 100%. Okay, good. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's there. It exists. And because she's but... listening, I just have to say, Ashley, I mean you. Okay. Right. You're okay. <laughs> Good. Good. Got it. All right. Perfect. I mean you, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can just edit in different girls' names. Yes. <laughs> Alicia, Debbie. It's gonna be like that song from different people's, like a woman or a. Yeah. a, a uh, African Americans, <laughs> right? All right, Alicia. The, the next one. Uh, do, how many cups of coffee do you drink per day? Oh, this is the bane of my existence. Literally, as of yesterday, I cut myself down to one cup a day, and I'm really struggling. This is right here is like a, a fucking my one cup, um, but I'm really bad usually, and I'm sort of six, seven cups of coffee a day, wow. and no water. I never drink water, so I feel like my heart's gonna explode. And then it's ruined my adrenal glands, and now I don't function without caffeine. Mm -hmm. So as of two days, 48 hours, I'm only two two cups of coffee daily. Good for you, wow. dude. That's pretty Good sweet. For you. Yeah, Taking charge. Yeah. Uh, next one. What's your ideal outside temperature? 75 degrees exactly. Not a degree above, not a degree below. <laughs> so you're, so like you're a coastal live... guy. You want to live on by the coast. Correct. So Huntington Beach. Yeah. Or I found that there's a place... There's a place called Topanga in California, which is near the beach, near a place called Malibu. And there's this area in Topanga, I believe it's called Fernwood, that's a microclimate. It's like, it's buried inside a valley within the mountains, and it's a perfect 75 degrees, like 300 days of the year. Man. That's where I, that's my future. There's another place uh, in, in, well, San Luis Obispo is that way. I don't, mm. I don't know if, if you've been up there. Did not know that. Uh, but there's another place called Napomo. It's supposed to have the perfect climate. It, it's the Love same. It. It's in like California. 70, yeah, in Napoleon. Really? It's in. It's in this on the central coast. It's in San Luis Obispo County. Cool. Cool. But it's just north of Santa Maria. The, uh, that <clears throat> that's. Some, uh, do you camp? Do you ever do? I love camping. Have you been in a I while? I haven't been in a few years, yeah. but love it. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. Where have you camped? Where do you camp typically? Well, uh, I hate desert camping. Yeah, so same here. It, I hate it. That's not camping. Yeah. That's being homeless. Do you know right, what I mean? Right, right. That's not fucking camping. <laughs> so this, I, this I think, guy's going to desert camping oh, soon. No, yeah. you terrible human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Although camp, the last time I camped was actually at Diamond, what is it called? Diamond Head? Diamond Lake, Head. Yeah, whatever that place is called. That's kind of deserty, I suppose, yeah. right? Well, we're going to Joshua Tree, which... Oh, don't invite me. <laughs> not coming. <laughs> Yeah. So where do you camp? What's... I like foresty. I like oh, sort of, okay. yeah, exactly. That's what I like. That's camping to me because yeah. I grew up in England. My parents, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I'll look back at it now and it's child abuse. But at the time we were like, yeah. <laughs> my parents basically just take me and my, my dad, would take me and my brother, they'd give us a fucking tent and they'd drop us off in Epping Forest, which is just outside London. They'd drop us off for like four weeks. That's all they'd do. It wasn't really camping. It yeah. was like, Get Survival. them the fuck out of the house. <laughs> yeah. And it was amazing. Me and my brother would just be like, you know, eating fucking sausages that fell in the earth with dirty hands we haven't washed yeah, in a week. Yeah. And then we'd come home. That We thought that was camping. It wasn't. <laughs> that, was just, that was, yeah, being kicked out. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah. All right. So uh, if you if everyone in the world had to get married when they reached a certain age, what age would that be? 40. 40. Yeah, no one knows who the fuck they are till they turn I 40. I didn't. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm 44. There you so, go. Yeah. I, I, just, think 30, I just now know, really, to tell you the truth. I think at 30, you actually start realizing who you are. Mm -hmm. And at 40, you sort of submit to who you are. That's a good point. You kind of surrender. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been married now 17 years. I don't know how long that is. 20, I've been with Mindy for tw 21 years. Good for you, totally. man. Totally. So we, mar we married at 27. And it was, you know, it wasn't easy. How I mean, different are you now than you were then? Oh, I'm not even the same guy. And what about her? 
she's totally different as well. So now you're two strangers. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that's the beauty in, in it is you're getting it, stranger together. <laughs> is exactly. Yeah. And and adjusting. Ad- yeah. Adjusting to those changes. Same. I mean you Jacking look up and you 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 wake up and you're like, Who the fuck yeah. are you? And you have to you have to make the, you have to recalibrate. You're mm-hmm. recalibrating, you're constantly doing that. That's a good word. But for I that. do think it gets better. Mm. I mean, I feel like my marriage is way better than it was when I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh that is accurate for us as well. Um we've gone through some pretty traumatic stuff mm-hmm. and uh kind of takes those things at that at certain times in your marriage to actually get you back to seeing the person that you know you're doing your life with that makes a lot of sense yeah you um yeah i mean we almost lost jackie in a car accident a couple, oh man a couple i'm so years sorry ago. um we went through a devastating cancer diagnosis with me yeah oh man and, really uh, yeah. Oh, well done, man, for coming out on the other side of that, kicking yeah. cancer's ass. Yeah, really. That's a real badass move. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I kicked cancer's ass. Yeah. Good for you, dude. Thanks. And we were talking about it last night. He uh, he has a bunch of footage going through that process. And, and Yeah, I documented he, the whole thing on video. And You need um, to cut that together. I know. Absolutely. I was talking with um, our guest last night, um, Lauren Fash. She's a wonderful, very talented, young female director. Um and she had done a project called Coming Out. What? Out and Around. Out and Around, sorry. Yeah. And she took footage from a couple that traveled the world and took it and cut it into like a 90-minute min- thing, you know? And so um, ultimately, I think that's that's what I want to do because I, I did so many things in between that. Like I was fighting mixed martial arts at the time. What? Yeah, and uh, I trained through my through my treatment because oh, I think you told me this. We did talk about this. We yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I have that footage. Damn, man. Um you need a like an Oscar for life. <laughs> yeah. It's been and an the interesting award for ride, life goes man. to. Good for you, dude. Yeah. Um but keeping that in our conversation in in mind is that that those things, you know, that you do life with somebody and you make kids with somebody mm-hmm. and you, you know, you go through that it's a pretty intense journey, man. And, and you know, a lot of the vets will say it takes work. It is work, man. The, the marriage is work. Um, but you work with somebody that you love. Yeah, right. You know, that's pretty pretty cool. And then that's beautiful, you, get to, you get to see your kids grow up and move out and become adults and shit. And then I get to digress and become a 22-year-old guitar playing, fronting my own band, <laughs> you know, going, yeah! That's let's awesome. do this shit. That's really cool, man. Well, Hal, it's kind of like that. it's kind of like what you were saying about um, as you, as you've got you've been in, in doing acting for a certain amount of time, you have to remember what what that eighteen year old kid why that eighteen year old kid started it. It's yeah. the same with with I th- I feel like it's the same with marriage. When you go through a rough patch, you have to go well, what you have to go further back in your story and go what what why did we why did we get together in the first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and remember that really really innocent happiness yeah. mm-hmm. and uh it's it really if you can do that you you can have a really amazing long marriage that gets yep. better and better and better yeah jack and i are gonna have or we're in our 20th so we'll this kind of just draw attention to what like amazing sort of evolved men are in this room like <laughs> yeah. instead of being like yeah and i fucked her in the ass <laughs> we're like hey listen marriage is a commitment that's lifelong and it's really rewarding yeah. you know these are beautiful men right yeah, here yeah, yeah. this is great because right you don't always hear that i you mean don't. No. you don't you don't always hear it you hear it's a drag or it's this and yeah. it's that well you're not fucking putting in you're not putting in the effort if you feel that way because right. great 
you have to put in the effort. All right, let's get back to our fun, yeah, yeah, putting yeah. Our fun not so uh, rapid yeah. fire <laughs> questions. <laughs> I mean, it's rapid fire the way a Commodore 64 is rapid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's. Where's wild. the RAM pack? There's, there's, there's email and then there's, you know, send a letter. That's what we're sending a letter right now. All right. Have you ever slapped someone in the face? Slapped? Yeah. Why would you slap someone when you can punch them? <laughs> Exactly. Why are you slapping people? <laughs> punch him or go home. You know what I mean. I've ever punched somebody in the face many, many times. I grew up. I grew up in a neighborhood where you just had to fight. That's what you did all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, right. Here's a great story. Sure. Uh, I, I was about eleven, and uh, there was this kid who was a couple of years older than me in school called Kiri Kiriakos. And uh, he had a friend called Nick Calcott, who was a fucking monster, like one of those kids that like looks nineteen yeah, when they're yeah, twelve, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I was, I suppose, I was about eleven or twelve. They were sort of thirteen, fourteen. Anyway, one day on the school bus, uh, Kiri had Nick Calcott hold my arms back while he smashed me in the face with his school bag. Oh my god! And I just turned Incredible Hulk, and I was the, I was a little kid. I'm yeah. a little man now. I'm five nine, but I was a smaller child. Um, I lost my shit. I threw this gigantic Hulk, Nick Calcott, off my back and punched Kyriakos in the mouth so fucking hard. He flew from one of the school bus to the other and his braces ripped through his teeth. Oh. And then he's, he had to, came, to my, came to my mum's shop with his mum crying. And I was like, that's right, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Do that shit again. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a good story. Yeah, that's it was great. great. I loved it. Now, but we, I, where we grew up, we were always getting in fights, yeah. That's it's just rough streets. I mean, is it because I, I didn't really grow up in a rough you know, no, street it wasn't, environment. Where I grew up wasn't the worst place in the world, but it wasn't the best place in the world either, you know? Yeah. All right. So favorite type of muffin? Uh, I object to the question. Hmm. Crumpet is the answer. Crumpet. What's a, is that a dance? So you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could call it that. <laughs> so, what you guys call an English muffin oh. was a failed baker's experiment oh. at making the English crumpet. Cool. So the next time you're at your supermarket, mm -hmm. look for a crumpet, toast that fucker, put some butter on it, and welcome to heaven. Nice. I bet I'm, I shop at Trader Joe's. I bet this Trader guy, Joe's has a. Cr this guy I'm pointing at Jason is going to do it. He's oh, he has yeah, a. You have a bagel. What's it called? A bagel? Oh, well, I forgot the word I used. <laughs> oh, I'm in a bagel cycle. I'm bagel a pattern. Ba bagel pattern. <laughs> he yeah. has a bagel every I morning. I tell you what, I'm a bagel you, guy. I think it might replace the bagel for you. Oh, it is. It is next level bread product. The nice. crumpet. Oh, I'm gonna look for a crumpet. Lots and lots of butter. I love butter. It turns into a sponge. It's got all these holes in it. it just holds. Oh, I think the I've seen. Oh, I know what a crumpet is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've seen good. them. They got holes. Did you in just the top. throw gang yes. sign up there? Yes, I did throw a gang. <laughs> you <laughs> did. I'm like, You're down. I'm down boom. with the CBT. <laughs> I'm excited about the crumpet. God damn it! A uh, fun fact: my last name, crumpet, crepple, <laughs> crepple. Yeah, is a fat pastry. Is that right? Yep. Oh shit! In, yep. in what Dutch, German, 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 oh, and, wow. and I. Yeah, I'm gonna start German. calling you fat pastry. You can, it's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just watch you say it from now on. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, hey, Michael, fat pastry. Um, <laughs> what time are we leaving? <laughs> right. Well, this has been. Wait, are we done with the quote unquote That's rapid it. fire? Done. All the right, cool. Snail mail fire questions are done. Yeah. Guys, it's been so much fun. This well, we're fun. gonna. I'm gonna stay. In, obviously, stay yeah. in touch with you, and on I'll let Instagram you know when it comes out. Uh, also, but I, when the movie. Yeah, when is the You know movie what? When the movie comes out, we should do another one of these. We yeah, should. That's Let's a great do idea. that. We'll do that. All right. And um, I am going to have Cyrus 
on this too. So oh, I, maybe cool. that would be fun to. Uh, I want anyone who happened to have listened to this podcast to definitely listen to Cyrus's one and write in about how accurate my man, baby, <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> yes, fucking, dude, it is. It is man. exactly how he talks. Yeah. 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 Anything yeah. you want to say? Any, any plugs? Any movies? That, anything you want to uh, hey man, promote been, a little bit? I've been in lockdown writing mode for the last four months because of this Universal picture. So I've I've been on a little extended vacation. But next time I have something to plug, I'll come here and we'll do it. Perfect. Awesome. Pleasure. Thanks for coming, brother. Thank you, man. Cool, Thanks man. for being on the podcast. We're shaking hands. You can't see it because it's radio. Yep. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Peace yeah, out. Yeah, peace out. That was so much fun.